0: Hallelujah. Praise God. Welcome to everybody today, especially to our guests. We are so glad to have you and thank you for being here this morning. You're joining us online somewhere this morning. We welcome you as a part of this service. Pray that it's a blessing. It's so good to have Sister Robbie Gilbert in service with us today. Some of you may know her as Robbie Miles and visiting this weekend such a wonderful lady. She's had such an impact on my life. She was a teacher of mine in Antioch Christian School and Sometimes she'd lean over my desk and it had nothing to do with math, algebra, English, geometry. She she was she was preaching to me. I appreciated that very much, so it's so good to have her here today. Praise God. We also started this morning, again, our bus ministry, bringing kids here from some of the neighborhoods, and the first team launched today was serving them breakfast, fresh-baked pancakes, or grilled, I guess, however you do pancakes, I don't know. So, a lot of great things going on. I realize we've already been here a long time, and you've already been taught, preached to this morning. I promise you, I will not purposefully go long, but I do have, I believe, a word from the Lord to share to somebody. Trust that you will hear what it is you need to hear today. First Peter chapter 2, beginning with verse number six and also real quick, I don't know how well you see it from out there. Um, in case you see it up close later, I have a big scar, scab right here. I got uh, hit in the goggle the other day playing racquetball, took a ball right in the goggle, and it so it did protect the eyeball, which I'm thankful for. I'll take the cut over a damaged eye, so that right there is where it came from. Praise God. There's not something on my face that I need to wipe off, just in case you're... Doesn't he know he's got something on his nose? (laughs) First Peter 2, verse 6. Wherefore also it is contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe, Unto you therefore which believe. Notice it's not everybody. It's to those who believe he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye, somebody say, that's me. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Aren't you glad to know today your present is not, doesn't have to be the same as your past. In our past, we may not have been a people, but now we are the people of God. In our past, we may not have had mercy, but now we have obtained mercy. I want to draw your attention back up a couple of verses to two words we have read here. It says that he was a chief cornerstone. And then it also says, a stone of stumbling. So I want to ask you a question this morning. Is he your cornerstone or your stumbling block? Is he your cornerstone or is he your stumbling block? Jesus, I thank you for the privilege of gathering together this morning to worship and exalt the name that is above every name. God, I thank you for all that you've already done in this place because I believe you've already touched hearts and lives, you've also already ministered to us through your word and spoken things into our hearts and lives that we needed to hear. And so now I pray that again, God, you would continue to speak this morning, that someone would hear not a sermon, but a word, a message that would come from you, God, that would be what they need for where they are, God. I pray that your word would be mixed with faith today, that it might profit us, that we might be benefited by it trust you for your anointing, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Again, in verse number 7, it says that unto those which believe, He is precious. Bible says, does the unbelief of some make the Word of God none effect? Does the skeptic, does the cynic, does the critic Of the word of God. Does the atheist cause the word of God. To be null and void. No it does not. But to those that believe. The word promise, the promise given them, the word spoken, the Bible says in Hebrews, did not profit them. Not because there was something wrong with the word, but because they did not mix the word with faith. And so Peter says it's to those that believe he is precious. The opposite of that or the implication means to those that don't believe. He's not precious. So I don't walk around through my life, I don't walk around the places I go and be disillusioned and frustrated and discouraged by those that don't believe, and He's not precious. Because I have believed, and therefore He is precious. So Peter says in some of these words, cornerstone, especially we find some other places throughout Scripture, he says that he is the chief cornerstone. I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. I I think it'd be all right to say it this way. He that believes on him shall not be disappointed shall not be disillusioned, shall not be let down. I, I do have to state and just make sure you understand that doesn't mean he does everything when you want him to, how you want him to. But what you can trust in is what Paul said in Romans eight twenty eight that everything in your life will work together for good if you love God and you are called according to his purpose. Sometimes the challenge of faith is not knowing what God can do, but it's a challenge of believing God will do what is best and trusting that what is best is best. (laughs) Not best based on what I think or feel, but best based on what he knows that I need. There's not a parent in this room today that at some point you have not had the conflict with your child of them wanting what they thought was best and you knowing what was best. It's best for me to keep, to stay awake until 11, 12 o'clock. That's best. No, it's best for you to get yourself in the bed and get to sleep. That's what's best. Mountain Dew at 11 o'clock at night is best. No, that's not best. He knows what's best. So I I just got to make sure you get you understand I'm not saying you won't be disappointed Because he will do exactly what you want him to do But he will do what is best for you And I believe when it's all said and done and you get to the end of it You can then look back and say you know what I thought I knew what I needed I thought I knew what was best but guess what God really did know what was best And God has really done what is best Best. A cornerstone according to Wikipedia is this concept is derived from the first stone set in the construction of a masonry foundation. It is important since all other stones will be set in reference to this stone thus determining the position of the entire structure so to those who believe to to those that have a, a, a an understanding a revelation and confident who is who of who he is he becomes the chief cornerstone he becomes the starting point Of everything else. Everything else goes out from that point. Everything else takes its cue from that point. So to those that believe he has become the chief, Cornerstone. Can I tell you today, there's nowhere else to start life from than from Jesus Christ. There's no other place to start your journey of life from. There's no other place to find life from than from Jesus. The scripture said, he said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He also said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill and destroy. fact he said that first and then he said i've come that you might have life that you might have it more abundantly you see you better be careful with the choices you make that you make sure you know who is the originator of the offer because the offer is not really what matters the outcome is what matters and no matter how good the offer looks if the author author originates from the thief at some point he will steal kill and destroy the problem is he doesn't do that to begin with He lures you in and lulls you to sleep until finally you let down your guard and eventually he does what he does. Steal, kill, destroy. Jesus said you're going to lose your life. One way or the other, you're going to lose your life. One way or the other, you will lose your life. The, the, the choice I have to make is who am I going to lose it to? And The problem is we try to save our life, and that's the guaranteed way to lose it. The guaranteed way for you to lose your life is you to try to hang on and control it. The way if you want to save it, you need to lose it. But you need to lose it to the right one. You need to lose it to the one that said, if you will deny yourself, take up and your cross and follow me. That's loss. I give up my will. I give up my ways. I give up my preferences. I, I give up what I want for what he wants. But the outcome, the guaranteed outcome is life and life more abundant. Any of you, have you got any, any folks that you enlisted in? Let me finish my statement before you go throwing your hands up, because I know the first part, there are, there are, but let me finish where I'm going. Any of you folks that ever enlisted in the military and where you ended up was a lot different from what the recruiter lured you in with. Any of you? Any of? You? Just kind of let's tell you what we, you want to hear. Because once we have you, we have you. So it is with the enemy. He'll tell you anything you want to hear to get you to sign on the dotted line. And once you sign, you know what, he usually dangles it out there a little bit, makes you think you got what he offered. But by the time it's over with, all he can do is steal, kill, and destroy. But if you start life from the cornerstone, the source of life, and everything flows out from that, the outcome is life, and life more abundantly. But he said there are some that have rejected The cornerstone. And the same one who has the potential of being the chief cornerstone out of which all life flows can also become the stumbling block. The only thing that determines whether he's the chief cornerstone, the starting point, the foundation and security and the source of my life, or if he's the stumbling block is me. My faith, my perception of who he is. Listen to what Matthew 7, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurry here. I'm gonna hurry. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hurry. Matthew 7, 24, listen to this. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house on a rock on the chief cornerstone, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock, and every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. why one one house decided i need a cornerstone i i need a foundation from which all of my life Built, is built on. And the other decides, you know what? I can get by without it. But sooner or later, you can mark it down. There's going to be some storms that come your way. And the foundation is not revealed on the good days. The foundation is not manifested when it's a nice fall evening and there's no whirlwind and no storm and everything's good. The foundation gets revealed. When the storm comes and the winds blow and the waves toss and it will eventually be shown if you've got a foundation with a chief cornerstone or if you decided, you know what, I don't really need that chief cornerstone. I'll, I'll just kind of build on what I want to build on. And the cornerstone becomes a stumbling block. Matthew 19, verse 16, And behold, one came unto and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments he saith unto him, which, Jesus said, thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And the young man quite smugly says, all these have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? i tell you what you lack. You lack a cornerstone you lack a cornerstone and we're going to find out we're going to it's going to be revealed that you lack a cornerstone because okay i got one more thing for you if you want to be complete go and sell what you have and give it to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me this is the cornerstone from which you're going to get what you want this is, the, this is the starting point of what it is you're asking. Was it the selling of his stuff? Is that what was required? Is that really what it was about? What is, what, because we, there's no other place in Scripture that says you've got to go sell everything you have to be saved and follow Jesus. No, it was about proving... That you really don't want what you're asking. Because your heart is not in it. And when the young man heard these sayings, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. What had the ability to be the chief cornerstone of his life now causes him To stumble. The thing that had the potential of bringing ultimate security and stability to his life now becomes the thing that he falls over. What has the ability to do exceeding abundantly above anything he could ask or think in his life now becomes the thing that trips him up. I ask you again, what is he to you today? Is he your chief cornerstone? Or is he simply a stumbling block that might get in your way and interfere with your life? Listen to this. Here's the opposite of that story. John 6, 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. His disciples. This wasn't a crowd. This wasn't just a curious group of people that had gathered together. These were people that had given a, a degree of commitment and dedication to him. And they had, they had gotten into the category of being a disciple, a faithful follower. But it says they walked no more with him. And Jesus turns and says to the twelve, Are you going to go also? Can I put it this way? He was asking them, am I your cornerstone or am I a stumbling block? There's a bunch that just acknowledge I'm a stumbling block. Am I going to be your cornerstone or will I be your stumbling block? And Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ... The son of the living God. I I can't help that they've stumbled over what you had to say. I, I can't help what their perception and revelation of you was. I've come to know who you are. And I have now made you the cornerstone of my life. And it's not even up for discussion. There are no options. I, I, I've got nothing else to turn to. I, I've got no other way to go. You are the chief cornerstone of my life and everything in my life is going to flow from you. There will be people at the close of this service today who like the rich young ruler who like the disciples walk away. And I believe there's some other folks here today. Some that you already have, but perhaps some you never really have. And today is your day to decide, you know what, I need that chief cornerstone in my life. Uh, everything else is kind of out of balance. Everything else is kind of out of alignment. And so I need a fresh starting point. I, I need a place that I know where everything that comes from that point is is right, it's true, it's real. Last passage, 1 Peter three eighteen. For Christ also suffered for once for sins. Christ also hath once suffered for sins, that the, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh. But quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient, when once... The long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a preparing wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water, the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But what I want you to notice is back in verse number 20. What did God destroy the earth with? In Noah's day. Not a trick question, so... Water. He destroyed the earth with water. But what does it say Noah was saved by? To an unresponsive world. That heard the preaching of Noah. For 120 years as he built an ark and declared... Judgment is coming. You need to repent. You need to change. For 120 years, the result for many was they were destroyed by water. But Peter says Noah was saved, and the eight souls were saved by water. Same water, same water, the same water saved eight and destroyed the rest. The same water was the source of salvation for eight that was the source of judgment for the rest. The bar touched on it in the lesson this morning. God didn't send people to hell. People choose to disregard and ignore the Word of God and live life their way, and they choose to go there. Water can save or water can destroy. I ask you again this morning. Is he your cornerstone or is he your stumbling block? Is he that foundation, that point? Of which all of your life can be drawn from so that you know your life is safe and secure and stable? Or is he just something that's gotten in the way? Unfortunately, I think a lot of times Jesus is nothing more than a speed bump in people's lives. I drive a SUV, and if you go down Church Road, they've got traffic calming. I don't think those are... Isn't there another name besides speed bumps for those, those little wider ones, humps? The nice thing about a SUV that rides high is you can basically maintain the speed limit... Over the speed bumps. They become nothing more than a suggestion. Do you know what? Let me see you run as fast as you can and not stop and get to that wall. That's not a suggestion. That's not a suggestion, that's not really a suggestion for you to do that. But that's not a suggestion for you to stop if you do that. Unfortunately, God, for a lot of people, just a bump, just kind of interferes a little bit with my life. Let me get past him, get away from him, and resume my speed. As I've already said, he said, I have come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. I wonder if you would, just right where you're sitting, if you would just bow your head, close your eyes, whether you're a guest or a member today, I challenge you right now to... Maybe it's for the first time to make a decision for others of you. Maybe it's a renewing. We talked about revival this morning. It's a renewed commitment. God, I, I don't want you to be a stumbling block. I don't want you to be a stumbling block that just is kind of a nuisance and an interference in my life. But I need you to be my chief cornerstone. I need all of my life. I need everything about my life to come from the starting point of you as the chief cornerstone in my life. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, help us today. Help us today. As we face the challenge, God, in our own lives of determining whether you are the cornerstone or the stumbling block to realize that the only way to have true, real life is to make you that cornerstone. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, would you stand? If you don't mind, just another moment, continue with your heads bowed and your eyes closed you would if nothing else just out of respect for those around you as eyes are closed i wonder if there's anybody this morning again maybe maybe it would be your first time maybe you've never really made jesus christ the cornerstone of your life You've been living life your way, how you want to do it, how you choose, but you recognize that's really not working. And I tell you, the way that life starts with Jesus Christ as your cornerstone is by being filled with His Spirit, the greatest experience, the greatest gift in all of the world, allowing Him to become that cornerstone that sets everything right in your life. If you're here today and... You've never really made that decision. What a great day to do that. Maybe you're here today and you've already done that in the past, but you acknowledge, I I need to do that again, Brother Wright. I need a fresh start. As eyes are closed and heads are bowed, if you're in one of those categories or beyond that, some other way it applies, you want to do that today, would you just lift your hands right where you are? you're a guest today we lift our hands part of the reason we lift our hands is it's a it's a sign of surrender just like that little child standing there looking at a parent holding their hands up as surrender we one of the reasons we lift our hands is a sign of surrender so if you're not necessarily used to that that's kind of what it's about god i need you to be the chief cornerstone in my life i I need you to be that focal point of the foundation of my life. If you if you would, church, if you would help me, there's a, several folks that got hands up just to, I know it's almost noon, but just a few more moments here, if you would just, we could just give the presence of the Lord just a few more moments to touch some hearts and lives here today. There are some that, whether guests or members that, that are responding to the presence of the Lord right now, and, and if you would just allow them a few more moments if church again I get some of you to help us Father let your spirit move in this place right now God let somebody make a change today in their lives where you become the chief cornerstone You are the found you are the focal point of the foundation of life not a stumbling block not something that just has interfered a little bit with my life and the way I want to live and what I want to do and my plans my my goals my ideas my visions for my future but God that I would allow you Lord to be that chief cornerstone that thing that brings stability the rest of my life that thing that brings security to my life outside of you god without you god there is no stability this is a shaking world this is a changing world this is a world that it seems like from day to day changes but god you are the rock you're the rock that is the firm foundation that i can stand on in the midst of all of the uncertainty in the midst of all of the changes that are going on around me you god as the chief cornerstone of my life provide to me exactly what it is i have need of the name of jesus the name of jesus in the name of Jesus. Don't let him just be a stumbling block. It's an inconvenience. Don't let him be just a stumbling block in your life that's just sort of nothing more than a nuisance that you you just kind of get over and you pass by. But let him be the chief cornerstone. Let him be the foundation of all of life for you. Oh yes. Solid rock when I need a shelter, when I need a hand, I go to the rock, I go to the rock of my salvation, I go to the stone that the builders reject. Run oh, to the mountains, stand by me. The earth all around is sinking sand Christ, the solid rock I stand when I need a shelter. When I need a I go. We're not gonna stop singing and praying, but if you need to go, you're welcome to go. If you're ready to go, you're welcome to go. But the Lord is still ministering to some folks, so we're gonna give him a few more moments. the mountains stand by me when the earth all around is sinking sand Christ the solid rock I stand when I need a shelter when I need a friend I go to the rock I go to the rock of my salvation Going to the stone that the builders reject. Run to the mountains and the mountains stand by me. Oh, when the earth all around is sinking sand. Christ, the solid rock, I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock.